Welcome guys to another episode of Facility and Property Management Secrets Radio. I am your host, Javier Lozano Jr. We are CMI Mechanical. We're a national HVAC and refrigeration company, and we can service any of your refrigeration and HVAC all over the country. And we work with top brands. We work with smaller companies. But the goal is, is that we are able to help you achieve what your needs are. And we have another podcast today with a special guest. Her name is Mary Grothy. She's the founder and CEO of Sales BQ. And some of you guys are wondering, what the heck is this BQ thing? She'll go into that in just a bit as well, too, because I thought the same thing, too. Um, I was fortunate to meet Mary through a couple of other individuals that I met at a conference. And we just kind of hit it off. One of them was one of her employees, uh, which is one of their sales VPs. Another one is one of her clients. Uh, And... The great thing about it is we just kicked it off and we really saw eye to eye and they were building her up. They're like, you have to talk to Mary. And I was like, okay, who's this Mary lady? And so as I kind of started doing a little, you know, trolling around and seeing who Mary was, I was like, she's pretty amazing. And they had nothing but positive things to say to you uh, or about you. And I was like, all right, I got to send, you know, send her an email. It's going to be awkward, but I don't really care. And so I sent her an email, we started kind of chatting, we had an appointment, and we kicked it off really well. So that's kind of my stint on how I met Mary, Uh, and I'm looking forward to this because she's brilliant, she's amazing, she's breaking barriers, I mean, it's just, I love it. So Mary, welcome to the show. Thank you. Wow, a lot of pressure. No, I'm ready. I'm not going to disappoint because that was a really big setup. I won't let you down. I All good. I mean, the thing is, is, I want people to know that when we try to have people on our podcast, you know, that they're special. It's all about them. And, and honestly, this is about you and what you can deliver to help people. And so thank you so much for taking time. I mean, I know you're busy. You're, you're, you're helping companies grow. You're helping them, you know, streamline their sales and marketing and what you've done is amazing. I know we're in in some kind of tough times right now, but I think people like you are going to help people get out of these situations. So I'm just so thankful to have you here. That means a lot to me. And I really hope that I can be a good voice, especially during what's happening right now. Yep, We are in unprecedented times. And I think the nature of how sales and marketing have performed in the past, I think it's going to change and we will be defining a new normal. But of course, none of us know what that is at this stage of the game. But I'm hoping that hopefully some things that I say today are going to be impactful and powerful for people listening. I agree. So, you know, what I wanted to bring you on here is is really kind of, I, I really, I, there was a couple things that I saw in one of your videos that you said that salespeople really think differently. And there was like three things that you were kind of pointing out. And, and when you said that, I was like, you're speaking my language. And we're not normal. You know, we're really weird people. And I think it's really cool that you did that. And so I kind of want maybe to kind of like open that up a little bit so that you know, you can kind of share a little bit of how we are, because sometimes we just don't know and we think that we're just awkward. Sure. So salespeople are a different breed. And when I talk about the different breed that salespeople are, I always have to insert the disclaimer that not everybody falls into this. I am talking in general terms, what I have seen throughout my career. Now I've had an eight year mid-market B2B SaaS sales career. Then I've also worked for a couple of employers that I keep off of my LinkedIn and professional resume, but I need a resume right now because I run a company, but (laughs) you get the point, I have other experience. And then the cool part is the last two and a half years with 
Sales BQ, I've had the privilege of working with, shadowing, being in the field with hundreds of salespeople. And therefore, I feel qualified to make some of these statements that I'm about to make. But salespeople are a different breed. And what I have noticed, and uh, pretty much everything I'm sharing is 100% who I am, is we are in some ways we're like children and we really push the envelope <laughs> we are stubborn we want to get what we want we want to do it the way we want to do it and we don't like being told necessarily what to do or micromanaged we want to be empowered to do great work but there's a level of trust so maybe we're more like teenagers <laughs> but we need the level of trust from the people that have assigned us the job i think it's also difficult for salespeople to for most of us to stay organized most salespeople are on the DISC scale, if you've looked at that DISC, driver, influencer, steady, and cautious. When you look at the different personalities, that most salespeople are an I, which is an influencer, an expressive, a storyteller. They talk too much. They have the gift of gab, whatever. They love talking. The D is super high urgency, fast-paced, results-oriented, bottom line. The S is more amiable, goes along to get along, and doesn't really love change. The C is your analytical, cautious thinker that lives in data and numbers and typically slows everything down because they are living in data and numbers and it takes them longer <laughs> to make decisions. Then, of course, there's combinations between those two. So like a DI, that's what I am. Yep. I talk a lot, very expressive, but I'm super fast-paced and high urgency, which really all that means to anyone I've ever worked for is I'm a pain in the butt. And <laughs> I know that a lot of salespeople, especially high-performing salespeople, they, I've, I've heard them described in a lot of different ways. But ultimately, we want to run the show and we want to do it the way that we believe is in the best interest of our funnel, meaning our prospective clients and also the clients that we're serving. Micromanagement from a manager that hasn't, in our mind, earned the right to tell us anything about how we should be doing our job doesn't go over very well. <laughs> a complete lack of investment in marketing or any sort of assistance from our employer to help us be great salespeople, even automating with good technology is of complete annoyance and frustration. And anything that corporate can do to slow down our process and make our lives more difficult, like changing over, this is a fun story, a company I used to work for changed over the proposal quote tool. I used to use an Excel spreadsheet. I could whip out a quote in 60 seconds. This turned the process from 60 seconds to four hours, and I'm not kidding you. Oh my and I God. Was a high urgency salesperson. I had a huge pipeline and to be slowed down at that level because for a lot of my clients or prospective clients, I'd want to show them two or three or four different versions of a proposal because I'm a big fan of don't let your buyer choose between you and your competitor. Let them choose between you and you. So show them multiple options. Yeah. And so for me, I always came to my meetings prepared with options. And so I would prepare different quote scenarios. Well, taking the proposal process from 60 seconds to four hours, that's a way that you can really kill a salesperson's mojo. So when I do look at being a former number one performer and top performer, I do feel like I can say some of these things and not all of it will resonate with salespeople sure. in the community, but that's where I would start with it. Was there anything else that I had said on my podcast I that stood out? <laughs> well, I feel like you just described me for a second because I'm like, wow, how do you know everything about me? And I mean, I know we, we, we've just started this, you know, friendship relationship thing and and it's it's kind of freaky to be quite honest. Um, I mean, something I can relate to is I remember um, I used to work for a company called Reg Online, and I was their number one sales rep. 
Uh, and then they started implementing these new sales systems that they wanted all the salespeople to start doing. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. They're like, well, we're all doing it. The entire company is. I'm like, I'm your number one rep. I'm closing more deals. If anything, you should just leave me alone and just let me keep doing what I'm doing. I know it wasn't, you know, team compliant and it wasn't, you know, going along with what this is what the team is doing, but they weren't meeting me halfway. And so I can see where you're coming from that some of us are kind of a weird breed. And um, I mean, I think you hit everything. And I, I understand like there's there's overlaps that some things hit and some things don't. But I think you brought up some great things, which kind of brings me to this whole thing of why did you create Sales BQ and what does it mean? Because you have a lot of knowledge. You apparently understand how we salespeople think. Um, you can relate to us and you're not willing to put up with crap is basically what you're, what you're telling me in a nice way, of course. So, you know, expand on that. I am very nice, aren't I? <laughs> no, kidding. I know. I love you. You're amazing. <laughs> I'm just full of energy, I, and I, I, love I don't it. run out of it. FYI, I'm, I'm this. I'm this way until about eight forty-five or nine p.m. And then somebody on me just hits the off button, <laughs> and I crack. And I sleep super hard until I wake up at like four thirty in the morning. Okay, oh, I, I love so it. BQ. <clears throat> BQ is the behavioral quotient. So maybe you heard of IQ, which is intellectual intelligence, and you have EQ, emotional intelligence, and then BQ, which is behavioral intelligence. So here's how Sales BQ was born. This is what happened. Throughout my entire sales career, people are like, how do you sell so much? How do we replicate your success? And I loved being asked that. So cool. I got to do work that most people in their 20s don't get to do. I got flown out to the corporate office for the company I was working for, and I got to sit with our VP of sales. It was a $300 million division of a $1.7 billion company at the time, and I loved the work. It was the first time I got to do strategy and really dissect, what am I doing that's so different than other people? I had the time of my life. I got to help rewrite the methodology and the process for the company, wow. even took a stab at compensation modeling and restructuring the way that the revenue was flowing through to different teams. It was amazing. I even got to work on the after the sale was done. So post revenue in yep. the world of customer success and renewals and upselling and cross selling. Amazing, amazing time. So we worked on this. We did it really hard. We implemented it. We taught it to everybody. And then we still we, a lot of people improved performance, but there was still a variance. And they're like, why is there a variance? What's happening? We thought we fixed the problem because it was systems, it was process, it was methodology, right? I was like, well, maybe it's more effectiveness. So I started training and coaching some of the reps and meeting them out in the field and helping them with their actual sales effectiveness, bringing in some emotional intelligence, really helping them relate human to human, know when to pivot in the conversation, how to relate with multiple people sitting in one room. That's a complex sale when you have four or five people or more sitting there. And then that was great. So some people had an increase in performance, but still there weren't many people, if any, selling at my level. What was the difference? So then they started shadowing me. They're like, okay, let's put the reps out in the field with Mary. And then this is where I discovered BQ. My normal workday, most reps, couldn't even hang with me through three quarters of it, let alone doing that five days a week and doing that 52 weeks a year. Wow. The behavioral quotient is the conscious decision to get up and go and to do all of the actions and execution that is required to be great in your role. My daily preparation, prioritization, my level of detail in pre-call planning, preparedness, 
setting myself up in case a meeting canceled, having my call list with me, eating lunch in my car, going through and making calls, having my calendar there, scheduling it out, always having a backup plan. As I told you, preparing multiple quotes, bringing those in, I was always on. The level of BQ was through the roof. And a lot of my peers didn't have that. And so that's where I saw this is the differentiation. Yes, you need IQ. You need to be knowledgeable. You need to understand your product, your service, your market, the competition. You need to understand the day in the life of your buyer. You need EQ. You need to connect with people as human beings. Be great in sales. Don't make it salesy and aggressive and pushy. Have a real conversation with people. Engage with them. Have a great sales conversation. But the ultimate part is the BQ. You can't be great in sales if you don't get up and go and actually do the activities that you need to do and execute in order to be successful. And so that's where BQ came from. Sales BQ was born out of the fact that people were puzzled for years on why I I feel like sales, in a way, has come a little bit more naturally to me than some people. Yep. And they're looking at how do we replicate this? How do we get other people selling this way? So I decided to create a company that would train up organizations to build a revenue engine, focusing from the very first impression and touch point with a prospective customer all the way through retention and renewal. So that would be marketing, sales, sales ops, and customer success. And we manage revenue engines for companies, typically in that five to 20 million range, who have small teams and they're just trying to crack the revenue code. How do they make it happen? And we have figured out how to make that happen. But ultimately on the BQ, the last thing I'll say, and then I'll take a breath, is on the BQ wheel, there's four components. At the very top is how you think, which feeds into how you feel, which triggers your actions, which then dictate your performance. Yep. And we can unpack that a little bit more if you want to. We can talk about how the mindset's fueling the emotional state, which is going to dictate how you're even showing up and doing anything on any given day. And then, of course, the result of that will be your performance. I've actually taken your little test on, on that entire thing because I wanted to see. I was curious. I wanted to know more about what you're doing, what you're teaching, you know, and, and it was enlightening because as I was reading it, again, I know it's generalistic stuff, but again, I was, I was, as I was reading after going all those tests and questions and all that stuff and seeing where I was like thriving on the high numbers and then others, I'm kind of like in the middle. I'm like, this is crazy. Um, I really believe in those things uh, because what happens is, is that it makes you aware of who you are and how you function. Um, but it's uh, what kind of, what I see in you is kind of what I've done in, in another world, in a sense, is you you found something and you leveraged it and then you just became like a BA at it and you figured out how to create that whole system within yourself, but you didn't know how you did it until other people started analyzing it. Um, and I think there's very few people that are able to do that. So I've had this conversation before with other people is – you know, if you're a, a world champion athlete, I don't care if it's in darts, okay? But if you're a world champion athlete, you think differently, you operate differently, you do things differently than everybody else. Um, because that's a higher caliber of how your mindset kind of functions, what you're willing to do, what you're willing to sacrifice, what you're willing to give up, what are you willing to, to work on, like all these things that develop to achieve the status of success. And you essentially did that. Um, I mean, in, in essence, you became a world champion in sales, if you will, um, because of how you did it. And I can relate to that in my, from my perspective because I used to compete professionally in sports martial arts. A lot of people don't know that. I won a world title doing it. Uh, I don't brag about it. It's not something I talk about all the time. But like people like me, it's, 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 there's not a lot of people I can relate to um, because it's just like people ask about it. I'm like, well, you just you do whatever it takes. And like, what do you mean? I'm like, if it's Thanksgiving, you just – 
you train. Like, why would you do that? I was like, because everyone else isn't training. You know, like if it's, you know, cold outside, you run. And like, why would you do that? Well, because no one else is doing that. So you would do the things that no one else would be willing to do. Hence is why no one could keep up with you. Um, and I love that because you really point out some really key things. So for those people that are wondering, if you go to SalesBQ's website, you should take their behavioral test. Um, I've done it. It's eye-opening. It's amazing. Um, did you put that together or, or how did how did that kind of work? Yep, we custom built it. I had a lot of people asking how they can measure their BQ. Okay. I went out to market and looked at a lot of assessments out on the market. I found a couple that I really liked and our company was using those for some time, but I just really felt like they weren't indicative of the actual execution piece. So some of the assessments out there were trying to predict what that behavioral quotient would look like, but then I wasn't seeing a perfect correlation between what the test was saying versus what people were doing. And so I thought, you know, people just know how to game test, even the ones, the assessments that are all triangulated answers, they're trying to answer it in a way they think they should answer it. And I don't think that these questions are actually asking them point blank, like just get to the point of it. And yes. I'm not knocking assessments and evaluations because there are some amazing ones out there. Yep. And I do use two in our business that I really like. And so I'm definitely not knocking them. I'm talking about this one specific piece, the BQ, the behavioral quotient. And so I worked with a development team out here in Colorado. They're called Appet Ventures, and they're incredible. We sat down and we did a brainstorming event of what do we want the outcome to be, and then how are we going to get there? And when I started dissecting the BQ, what are the four components, the how you think versus how you feel versus how you act? dictating your performance. The CEO of App Adventures, Amanda Moriucci, she is a, a former top salesperson as well. So she and I have a lot in common. And we sat down and we were thinking about what are all those BQ components? Like when did we have really good days and when did we have really bad days? Yep. And what I wanted to find are all the things that can hinder someone's BQ in those four quadrants. And so that's why the test, the evaluation, the BQ test, it's broken into those four quadrants. How you think, how you feel, how you act and how you perform. Yep. And I do believe that there will be a version 2.0 of this released as we start analyzing some of the answers and data. But ultimately, this is something that I ask people to just take on their own. It's not to judge employment. It's not to judge a, a direct correlation of should you stay in your job? Will you ever be successful? It's just a very good, honest assessment of where you are. And I've taken the quiz so many times. Have because you? it's actually amazing for me when I have down days, I can go take the quiz and really figure out what's affecting my BQ. And it is, it's, it's built for the aspect of the sales professional or sales manager or sales leader. So it is built around uh, the sales equation, but I will go in there and I let the quiz tell me I need to see my cumulative scores and what quadrant is low for me that day. And mm -hmm. then I can pull it back up. So it's one of those things like you don't even just take it once. I feel like it's very circumstantial to what's happening in your life right now. That's awesome. I love that you point that out because I mean, you've done a lot of great things and you're still evaluating yourself. You still are self-aware of that. There are things that could be improved or that you're just having a down day or, or you're having like a rock solid day or whatever, but you're not like a, I mean, I, th I think, I think you're a superhero, but you're, you're not like a superhero, like, Oh, nothing ever happens to Mary. She always closes everything. She's always at, you know, happy go lucky and, and all this other stuff. And, and in reality, you know, sometimes we, we, we put on this, this 
facade, if you will, that things are great, but in, internally things are, are tough. And we've got to, you know, almost realize those things. And it's okay if things are tough. It's okay mm-hmm. when you're having a bad day. It's okay. Yeah. And I'm loving that you, you say that because, you know, what you've done is great, but you're also saying, hey, I'm human. And yep. I, I go through this as well, too. Yeah. Hey, I am human. Come to find out. <laughs> I think we all are. <laughs> so, you know, what I want to kind of kind of shift into next is, is that what kind of spurred my conversation with you as well, too, is is, is um, something that bothers me and in, in, in not just in this industry, but just in general is people that have sales and they have an approach of like the 1990s type sales where it's like a hard pitch. Well, I mean, I remember having a, being a, at a trade show and having a booth just recently, and and one of the guys is looking at my business card, looks at our booth. He's like, "So you guys do mechanical stuff?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Pitch me," and I'm sort of thinking like, I, I mean, I didn't pitch him. I asked him questions, but in my head, mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, "Dude, it's not 1990. Like, like we don't do that anymore." Um, and it it kind of irked me a little bit because I'm like, "Is this, is I?" Because part of me was like. You should actually be more educated to know that you should ask people for things that you want to have solved as opposed to having being pitched. Like, I don't go to Walmart and say, all right, pitch me on this candy bar. You know, like. (laughs) That would be super awkward. I I know. Like, I'm just like, okay, I'm hungry. I need something now. Like, solve a problem. There it is. And that bothers me is, is people think that we have to be pitched when even as a consumer, we should be looking as like. I got a problem. I need someone to fix this. Like, I don't go to the doctor and say, hey, pitch me on why I should take this pill. You know, yeah. like, I, I don't do that. So I'd love to hear kind of your thoughts on that. And then maybe like what you guys do differently and how we can help people to change their sales process. Yeah, man. I'm glad I went through Dale Carnegie's class before <clears throat> I started selling so I can learn that there is a progression of sales. It is a five-step process. Okay. Because in my mind, as a young seller at 24 years old, I thought all you had to do was get somebody to say yes to talking to you. And then you just told them what you did. And then you would find out if they had a need for it or not. So I was in that old mentality uh, that, hey, we just show up and we tell people the technology that we have and how we help them. And then they tell us if they need it or not. And that is not the way that it should go. And that sounds silly, but Javier, I've had the privilege of being a part of thousands of sales meetings in my work through shadowing other reps. And do you know how often they try to set a verbal agenda and then the prospect in the middle of the verbal agenda, when they get to the part where they're just asking what their expectations are for the meeting, they say, like clockwork, I don't know, I didn't call you, you called me, tell me what you do. And prospects say this all the time. And yeah. I prep our salespeople to know if you have set this meeting through an outbound appointment and they did not come to you inbound, already admitting that they had a problem they needed your company to potentially solve. If there is no confirmed need and this is just exploratory and like clockwork, salespeople go into their pitch. And sometimes 15 minutes later, they're still talking. I'm like, oh, like kicking them under the table. And it happens all the time and you're right there is this old thought that well they asked me so i should tell them right (laughs) no well i mean (laughs) i mean maybe not like the 30 minute version or the even the 10 minute version 
How about a 60 second version that you then pivot back to the conversation? This in fact is so common that back in my uh, selling days when I was working for that Fortune 1000 company, I came up with this approach and it's an exercise that we teach salespeople. It's called create your story. Okay. It allows you to, it gives you about 90 seconds to two minutes to talk. So it allows you to feel like you're answering their question. You're not just blowing them all off and try to be like, I can't tell you what we do because I have a series of questions that I have to ask you first, <laughs> which is even more awkward. So don't do that. But this create your story, it's a four-step process. And okay. this is what we teach the reps that we work with.